Rewind Football Fantasy. Fantasy Football Rewind. Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicada. Our number two of Fantasy Football Rewind on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. That's As we get you ready, we get you prepared. And I gotta tell you, we're excited about it. Alexa, turn on game time. Why are we so excited? That's a great question. Hey, now we're talking. Now people have no idea why we get excited. But we just do. And it's a wonderful world when it comes to fantasy football. Week 11 coming up, and Russell Shepard caught three of seven targets of 40 yards. And Russell Shepard uh, had the most targets on the team, tying Curtis Samuel. Samuel out of the equation. Russell Shepard is going to get some work. And he will be a guy that, after a bye in deeper of leagues, uh, may be worthy of consideration for a roster spot. Teddy Stills. Caught five of eight passes for 67 yards in Week 10 against the Panthers. Stills wasn't able to get behind that Panthers defense, setting up for multiple immediate routes and catches. His eight targets are encouraging, but not something to rely on going forward. Javis Landry caught five of ten passes, 42 yards in touchdown in Week 10 against the Panthers. Landry continues to be inefficient, a receiving option, averaging an abysmal 4.2 yards per target. Cutler hung him out to dry early in the game, loving a ball to Landry across the middle field, only to get him wrecked by an oncoming defender. I'll tell you right now, we got it going on. And we've got life going on. And we've got craziness going on. And with this part of the season when people are getting fired up and people are getting insane and people are trying to win their titles and the Devontae Parkers of the world, uh, we've got to jump on them. We've got to love them. Devontae Parker, wide receiver for the Dolphins, caught six of nine targets for 66 yards in Week 10 against the Panthers. Parker racked up a majority of the fantasy points after the Dolphins were down by multiple scores in the second half. He was second on the team in targets, only behind Javis Landry. Parker now has surpassed, surpassed Jarvis Landry. He's the man. He's a guy that continues to get it done in a crazy world, in a crazy place. Take a quick break and we'll come back with more on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You'll listen to Fantasy Football Rewind, which you can hear every Monday through Friday, 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern on the Pacific Coast Time, 10 p.m. Eastern. So don't go anywhere. Back with more after this.
award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network is your free fantasy source 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You can catch this show and many others live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, iHeartRadio, or TuneIn Radio. Want to listen on your computer at work? Go to FNTSY.com slash radio or check us out on YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page where you can ask questions, discuss topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your questions on the air. The number is 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 days a year fantasy sports network of its kind without a subscription. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your fantasy source. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicada, and we are here in our number two, breaking down the top performances in Week 10 Fantasy Football. And here is the man returning from seeing his Cowboys, the fantasy executive Corey Parsons. Oh, I don't know where Studio 54 is. We need to get a turnover chain for Studio 34. So, um... <laughs> I I figure out I'll let you know how to get that done, Nando, and then um you know Cardano or Lou or somebody can pay for it. That's what we got to do. But uh, besides that, the Georgia Bulldogs lost. Anything else interesting happened in sports this weekend that that I missed on? Nothing, Jake. Anything? No manager hires in baseball. No no nothing. No crazy fighting basketball. Nothing good. You got a lot of good college basketball tonight. Anything, Jake? Nothing. Mm, not, nothing like super spectacular. Now, college basketball is in that early run where a lot of the teams are facing no ones. There's just a couple of coming up this weekend, though. It's I think we got two inside the top seven that are facing each like two different games. I think it was at Duke and Kentucky, and then Ohio State and Michigan State. Uh, there's two like top seven games of two facing each other early on. Yeah, Kentucky, but Kentucky, Kansas play tonight, and Duke play Michigan Kentucky, State Kansas. tonight. Yeah, that's what that's what it is. There you go. Yeah, yeah. those are those. I'm be watching. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I love college basketball. I, I do that's, college that's like when you see something like that. That's the official kind of like. All right, now it's kicked. Yeah, off. and now it's now it's the go time right here. Pat Ewan made his debut the other night, so I'm gonna try to catch a couple of their games this year. But it's the same show. Whenever you got Big John still around, it's not gonna be nothing different in Georgetown. Yeah, I thought I thought college football this weekend was really good, especially coming off of last weekend when like Iowa had that major upset and some other ones. So I think college football has been pretty damn good, especially these last couple of weeks. And we've had some good NFL stuff too, but um, you know. Yeah, but the NFL look, it worked out fantasy really well for me this week. But I thought a lot of the games were a little subpar. I, I mean, the the one I saw was very subpar. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'll just leave that at, at, at that right there. So I don't have to answer no more about that. Shout out to Isaiah Crowell though. Um. Don Perch, you told me somebody was on the phone. Who was it? All right, 844-843-6879. Let's head out to Nashville and talk to Bill. Bill, good morning. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Frenzy. How can we help you this morning, buddy? Good morning, man. I hope you guys are having a great morning. Yeah, thank you, Bill. All right, I have a uh, – thanks, man. I got a uh, waiver question here. I'm in a 10-league – excuse me, 10-team, half-point PPR, 10-team, half-point PPR. Um. You can only roster 
five running backs in this league. So, uh, and right now my record's nine and one. I'm first place. I'm always last in the waivers, but it's it's a good trade off to be last in the waivers because you're in first place. There you go. Nice job, Bill. The, um, thank you, sir. So my question is: a guy in my league, I really was kind of surprised, but he dropped he dropped Elliott. So the conundrum that I have right now is: it worth dropping one of my running backs? because I'm maxed out on running backs. Is it worth trying to drop one of my running backs to put in a claim for Elliott? I know that there's no guarantee I'll get him, but a lot of guys in my league have seemed to have been slow and picking up the guys that you can play a little bit down the road, so I don't think it's it's inconceivable that I could pick him up. So I'm going to tell Who are the you running backs? the running backs ahead. Thank you, Jay. Pardon me? Who are the running backs? Who's the running backs? Uh, guys that I'm not going to drop would be Fournette and Hyde. They're not being dropped. So the guys that are on the table to consider would be, ah, excuse me, Darqua, Chris Ivory, and Woodhead. This is a 10-team half-point PPR. I think I would drop Darqua. You can't drop Ivory because you got four net. Woodhead is your PPR back. I think I would drop Darqua. What do you think, Jake? Mm, I'm not driving, dropping dark. Well, you need running back depth yep. right now. You, what happens? What happens if any, even if, if Fournette goes down? He has Ivory, but now he's down to three running backs because of the situation. If anything, I'm I'm dropping Woodhead. We hope he can come in and play, and we hope he will have that. that PPR value. Woodhead, let's talk about CJ Pro size. Woodhead's just like him. When yeah, he comes just in like the game, him. he's knocked out the second half. Gone. I want to keep. Season. Woodhead, but I would drop him for the fact that you're going to need to play Dark War this week because Hyde's yep. on a bye. You'll be playing him in yep. Week 17 versus, excuse me, you'll be playing him in Week 16, 16. versus the Seahawks. Seahawks defense you, not you as formidable. It doesn't yeah. matter who he's playing. It's Ezekiel Elliott. So I, you I definitely, agree. I would make that move. But here's a perfect example, too. Reverse waiver. Like anybody who doesn't do auction budgets on waivers this day, you got to change it. You got to stop yep. doing this. This is this is reverse order standings just so because you're good, you're the person that gets screwed out of picking anybody up. That's not right because what happens in a lot of these leagues is a team will jump off to a hot, hot start. They'll have that bottom waiver. And as, as, the, as the bottom teams are making the pickups, those teams are getting better. And your team is simply is, is continuing to drop. And you know what happens? That sixth seed sneaks into the playoff and knock and wins the whole thing because they've been having the good waiver priority the entire season. I think it's unfair, Matt Matika. I think Fab is the, ultimately the best way to go when it comes to making uh, player acquisitions in fantasy football. You don't need to sell me. Yeah. <laughs> Preaching to the choir. Well, there you go, Bill in Nashville. Let's get to some game balls at the wide receiver position. I think I gave it to him last week, so I can't give it to Robert Woods again for, for destroying the New York Giants. So I'm going to go back and give it to my guy. You know what I'm saying? One of my favorite players in the NFL from Notre Dame, actually, that has a bet with The Rock over the weekend. Um, It's Golden Tate. Golden Tate, you get the fantasy executive game ball at wide receiver. Golden Tate getting the job done. Golden Tate is on my favorite team right now as far as my fantasy teams. I love Golden Tate, one of my favorite. Golden Tate and Doug Baldwin, two of my favorite players in the NFL. Like, if Scott wasn't a Seahawks fan, I would legit buy a Doug Baldwin jersey. But I'm not going to wear a Doug Baldwin jersey because Scott is a Seahawks fan. You feel what I'm saying? I don't I, want Scott to have that. I do that. feel what you're saying. Yeah, you know, I don't want Scott to feel like, you know. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? I want him to feel some kind of way. Matt Matika, go ahead. Uh, your, your turn to give out your game ball at wide receiver. Uh, there was a couple guys I did want to go with, <laughs> but I'm going to go with one Chester Rogers. There you go right there. Chester oh, Rogers. Wow. <laughs> Chester Rogers. When the hell am I going to give Chester Rogers come up, a game Chester ball? Chester Rogers, come up here and get your first helmet sticker of your career. I'm <laughs> <laughs> the last. All in, kid. Jake Seeley, what do you got for us? Helmet sticker. I mean, well, game ball helmet yeah. sticker. 
I'm going with my boy who I kind of treated as a wide receiver handcuff at the beginning of the season. Not that I expected it to happen like this, but Sterling Shepard was on mm-hmm. a lot of my Odell Beckham teams because I don't like to handcuff wide receivers or you generally have two from the same team, but everybody was letting Shepard go for so cheap. And then it's paid off at this point because now it's double-digit targets looking like the rest of the season had a huge game even without the touchdown. No, I, I agree. I had him play. I played him in one of my league two uh, this week. I, I I told you I had that 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 thing where I had both shepherds in my in one of my lineups, Sterling and Russell. The, Sterling did much better than Russell. <laughs> the good shepherd. Yes. The bad shepherd. <laughs> Russell could have had a decent game if he would have caught anything. I know that was so crazy. But that team, uh, I woke up this morning and that team had lost, and I'm like, what happened? But uh, I didn't see that last Funches touchdown, so that had put me over oh, the top. I got one for you, Corey. What's up? I lost by I lost by one point six in one league. The Redskins defense got me minus two. Oh, that's a tough call right there. I don't like that scoring systems where the defense can go into the minus. I don't like that. Like if you want to give me a donut for my defense, I'm fine with that, Matt. But I don't want to go into the negative. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I play with the negative defense. I. I mean, I do believe in having negative points, like if you throw interceptions and fumbles. You should get negatives there. So. Oh, I think that's why. It's because how else is a defense going to get negative points? I think that's why. I. I but in all honesty, I think if your defense does go like forty points, especially if you get, you should get like negative something for that. That's really bad. That is. That is. That is. That does stink. Uh, YouTube people. If your record is six and four, thumbs up. Your record is five and five, thumbs up. Your record is four and six, give us a thumbs up. If your record, <laughs> if your record is one, eight, and one, give us a thumbs give up. Give us a thumbs up. <laughs> if you're playing this season, I give us a thumbs with up. Two, I have somebody with two ties in my league, and we have fractional scoring. How, that, that's crazy. How, I know, how, how random people, is that? How do people not play with fractions? That is just mind-boggling. It's like 2017. Almost 2018, and people don't play with fractions. I think you. I think it's the way to go. What do you think is the best way for the, the fantasy tiebreaker? Bench points? No, it's just a tie. No, there's no there's no tiebreak. And then if it happens in the playoffs, then you pull out a calculator and you do the math and you take it to the next decimal point. Hmm. Why can't people like just be happy with ties? Like I, I hear people saying, "Well, we should have the NFL should have like the college uh, overtime, which I think is horrible." I mean, if a college game ended in a tie, I'm not like heartbroken. I'm not going to be able to, you know, not live without myself and not, not figure things out who's got a better team or something like that. But let me ask you this though. But I think I don't I don't, I don't like that. I don't because of the because of the postseason. Like you can't have okay, a tie in the postseason. I mean, you should be able to figure out like who's playing. Tougher teams and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I, I just don't think it's 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 real good football that that overtime. It's you know you start at the twenty five and stuff. I don't like it. I think it's not kind of what people. I, I don't have a problem with. it, But as far as for fantasy purposes goes, like a lot of people have this thing where when it comes to a tie, you go to your bench points. You feel what I'm saying? So if you make it to week sixteen, just pick up every quarterback. Just cut everybody and pick up all the quarterbacks. No, but why this way, if it goes to a tie, do, like points fielded. Shouldn't that be the tiebreaker? Points fielded? I don't understand that. Like, say you guys, say two guys were seven and, and six on the season. Yeah. And you played each other. Yeah, game ended with seven, five, and one. And you ended oh, and then tie. you just go to the tie. To put the most points for the season. Ah, because I don't know. Because you come to that one game scenario, I don't want it to end like that. You feel what I'm saying? I don't know. In my opinion, you should have the head to head, and then it should all be points after that. All right. 
So there you go, right there. Everybody checking with us on YouTube Live. I want to thank you for dropping in today. Give us a like. Give us a thumbs up on the way out, on your way out the door, please. And give and, it a dilly dilly. And, and, and give us a dilly dilly too. A thumbs up and a thumbs up if you can. A thumbs up and a dilly dilly on your way out the door. We gra- we greatly appreciate that. Tomorrow's Wednesday, so I don't know what we're gonna talk about tomorrow. <laughs> in the middle of the week, it's, you know, for fantasy analysts, it's kind of difficult. It's like I might talk basketball tomorrow. I don't know. Now nah, I'm just teasing. I'm not gonna do that because I know y'all can go crazy. All right, um, FNTSY, when we come back, wrap up on the telephones, get you ready for the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever right here on FNTSY Radio. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Rewind. We'll come back. We got more fantasy football, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to Fantasy Football Rewind. Patriots running backs coming up next, so don't stay away too long. Got to figure out what's going on with them New England. Triads. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Cicada, and I got to tell you, we're getting fired up. We're getting emotional. We're getting fired up because we're coming down the stretch. Here are the running backs that you'll be looking for a leak with leak 11. And I think there's a couple guys that are out there on waiver wires that could help you out through the last couple weeks and possibly in the playoffs. Greg Sussman, the fantasy executive, Corey Parsons, Scotty Angle, well, and Matt Modica. I've heard both of these guys, Corey. I want to go to you now here. Uh, you oh, here yesterday. I don't like going to Green Bay for running back production. It's not really one of my favorite things to do, especially at Aaron Rodgers' list Green Bay. But I can see, obviously, you have to add a starting running back because he's going to have opportunities to carry the football. If I have $30 of my fab left, I would put 12 of them on one Mr. Jamal Williams. And if I don't get them, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Can I ask you this then? What are you saving the other $18 for? For what? Uh, some, for a better player. To me, I want to for an emergency. <clears throat> okay, if you like this time of year, fab is different. It depends on what your situation is. Like, I got a league where I'm about to empty the clip on Jacoby Brissett. You want to buy? 
Hmm? On a bye. Yeah, even on a bye. That makes sense. I need him for week 12. You need him for week, well, who's your quarterback? Tyrod Taylor. So? What's wrong with that? You don't I'm, have a backup? I, I, I have a league where I'm, I'm looking at matchups now. And I'm going to have a big matchup in week 12 that can really dictate the course of the season. Playoffs are a little bit different in this league. And in week 12, Brissett has Tennessee Titans secondary at home. But you're, so you're going to have the clip for that one game because a week later he has the Jaguars. A week later, if I'm still playing, I'm happy. Do you have a backup quarterback in that league already? Brett Hundley. Yes. Well, well, I guess we can see how Hundley... Hundley played better I'm this week, play, but you'd rather have Brissett, so I, yeah. I don't just, I'm I understand Brissett that. I'm going at home versus the Titans. Yeah, and if you have $18, <laughs> you know, well, look, what, what, if, what if you have a quarterback and he gets injured this week and you need that $18 now, to grab a Brissett, and, right? And, and that's so I see why I you have the $18. I don't see what... I only, I only have three left. I don't, I don't want people to hear about this, Scott. Um... I can For whatever just, amount you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll keep it kind of like general. I'm going to open yeah. it up to the listening audience because it's funny how the league structure plays out where the first round of the playoff is in week 12. And I'm playing in that Pacific League. It's got a nice piece of change on it. I need to win week 12 to go forward. So I'm emptying the clip. If you have situations, right now, I think we were coming up on weeks 11, 12, and 13. You got to be looking forward and seeing what matchups you have, what you need to win, and what's the best players that fit your roster. Just don't go grab the hot name on the waiver wire this week. Do stuff nowadays. You got to do stuff for your specific team that's going into the playoffs. If you're not a playoff team, get off the waiver wire. I hate to say it that way. I don't agree with that. I think you have every right to be on the waiver wire if you're not a playoff team. I think you you, you can play to week thirteen. I don't I don't like making a trade if I'm out of it because I don't want to affect that. But the waiver wire I can play. I'm allowed to play. I'm, a, I'm allowed to play my team. How, how can, can you? If, if can you? You're not going to be. I don't think week fourteen. Waiver wide. When you get to the week ball, 14 okay. is different week than 14. week 11. Right, no. I week don't think the waiver wide should be open on week 14. Exactly. The waiver wide should not be open on week 14, except unless you make the playoffs. Now, with that being said, if you're strong, listen, look at what you have coming up, matchups you have, and games like that. It's time, it's the part of the year where we start to look ahead. Just don't go get the hot name because that's the hot name. Go get the player that best fit your needs. But isn't the, the, the hot name this week is Jamal Williams? I have to imagine he fits the most needs because he's a starting running back. Yeah, you know, and maybe Danny Woodhead's a better fit for you. And and the other, the, the, the Jamal other, Williams play. Danny Woodhead's gonna get hurt. Yeah, that's true too. But look at look at Jamal Williams. He's a running back for the Green Bay Packers who's playing without Aaron Rodgers. That offense is, is terrible. But it's an offense that wants to run the football. But if you are looking ahead, Week 13, the Buccaneers, and Week 14 at the Browns. But the Browns have been really good against the run. So I'm, I'm looking at this Green Bay schedule: Ravens at Steelers, Buccaneers at Browns. That's that's at tough. Panthers and Vikings. That's the best that's, defenses in the league. That's really, yeah. and then the Browns are really good against the run too. So it's really not I, I, looking so. I, I, I just know you can't. You've told me this all year. You cannot save your fab for anything. You can't take it with you. I'm not going to hold on to it and just go home with, my, with all this money left. It's stupid. No, I'm, I'm not saying that you do that. But you have to make it to where, I mean, we can't give the advice now in a, in a general way. Sure. It has to be specific to each owner and their team and what that specific, specific owner needs. And by this point, the owner should have learned enough knowledge from us, you know what I'm saying, to understand, okay, this is the time of year where I got to start to streamline my roster and go ahead and make that final push. So some teams don't need guys like Jamal Williams that's just going to come up there and be a body. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, but... But uh, if you do need them, go ahead and empty the clip. I don't yeah, have a yeah. problem with you. To your point, if you're 4-6, right? Yeah. But say you have the most points of the 4-6 and six teams or even more 
up than the five and five teams. Yep. And now you have a, you just lost Devonta Freeman as one of your running backs. Maybe you got to empty the clip on a Jamal Williams. Maybe something. Maybe that's exactly. If you have to start him, I yeah. think you got to empty Jamal Williams for a couple of factors. One, he is a starting running back. Two, maybe you're blocking somebody else from getting. Yeah, that, that, that could help them overtake you at some point. So, I mean, there's, what else is out there? There's only a couple more weeks. In the leagues I play, the waiver wire isn't even open in week 14. So you got to pretty much set your team up now for, for that the extra stretch run. And another thing, this is the time of year, too, where I would start looking at other teams' rosters and paying attention to what they have and looking at their lineups for that reason what Matt said, to start to start blocking some people now. You feel what I'm saying? Because if that guy that I got to play in week 12, he should know that I need a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? And he should be rounding the waiver wire picking up Brissett. No, it makes sense. Like early, oh, early, no, earlier in the year, I'm you know I'm not I'm just worried about my own team. Right. I can't you know it's like I just have to win as many games as I can. Now if I'm in a tight race, I understand it. But I'm not going if I'm four and six. I'm not looking at the eight and two team and trying to block him. If I'm in a race with two other guys for that final playoff spot, yes, that's where it makes sense. I get it, and I entirely get it there. Um, I, I'm always looking. I'm always looking at my opponent. My opponent was the one that made the trade and now has Stephon Diggs. I'm going to play Stephon Diggs three out of three out of four weeks. It's very frustrating. <clears throat> I like Stephon Diggs a lot. So it's University of Maryland is a terp. Yeah, he's he, he a terp. He went back home. Yeah, you're playing putting on a show too. Yeah, it's almost two. <laughs> almost two, almost two indeed. So Jamal Williams is one guy. Then you get speaking of Devontae Freeman, his backup Teron Ward. Can I interest you anybody in Teron Ward? I think in a 14-team, 16-team league, you know, something like that. But Coleman's going to get most of the reps. You know, <laughs> Coleman, Coleman's going to get most of the reps here. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm believing they're going to lean heavily on Tevin Coleman. Yeah, I'm not tripping off so No one's tripping off of Teron Ward. Okay. What about, uh, what about Rod Smith? I think you got to go get Rod Smith, especially when Dallas is going to be in negative game scripts. You know what I'm saying? Moving forward. Would you rather have Rod, would you rather have Rod Smith than Jamal Williams? Yeah, I would. You would. Because of the pass catching it's, ability. It, it's, to, it's to Matt's point yesterday he was talking about, you know, there's a lot of teams in the league, you know, they have a girly, they got a hunt, they know that's the guy. But then there's other teams that even like New Orleans are comfortable with the two running back thing. Then there's a thing like Dallas where it takes more than one guy to replace an Ezekiel Elliott. I think both Morris and Smith can be relevant here. Uh, you know, Des Bryant is not the Des Bryant we used to see. You know, they. I think they're going to have to depend a lot more on their running backs here, you know, to take some pressure off of Dak Prescott. So I can see both of them being viable. You have uh, Rod Smith is currently owned just 33% of CBS Sports leagues. He is out there. It's too low. Would you rather have him, Matt, or Jamal Williams? Hmm. Uh, I, I want to say Rod Smith, but I'm going to go Jamal Williams. Uh, it's it's maybe dependent upon my roster, but I think you have to get the guy that's going to have all of the workload. I do believe the game script should be in Rod Smith's favor, but I do think Dallas will try and get Alfred Morris involved to establish the run. So for me, it's Jamal Williams. I might start Rod Smith this week. Is that crazy? No, I'm starting Rod Smith You're starting this Rod week. Smith this week? I might start Rod Smith this week. I just, I, just looking at my team, I just realized that. It's kind of interesting. Uh, I think where Corey's coming from that is like, 
you may not be able to run the ball against that front. So get it to the running back out in space. Or if, you know, they get scripted, they'll probably have the Smith in there. Marty uh, just asked me a question. Marty sure. from, shout out to Marty from Canada. If uh, Woodhead doesn't play this week, is Buck Allen still an option, a viable uh, option? I think I, so. I, 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 absolutely, my opinion. I, I I know that he's the pass catching guy, and uh, what's the guy that pretty much the Alex Collins? Alex Collins, Alex thank Collins. you. Lost yeah. that for a second. Alex Collins going to get his, but yeah, Buck Allen at the Packers. You got to like that matchup. So if you still have Buck Allen, don't be cut, cutting bait on him. Once again, you got to make sure Rex Burkhead is not out there in your league. We've been saying that Matt's been saying this since week one. Uh, other people have been saying <laughs> over the last few weeks, and yet as I look at Yahoo, Rex Burkhead is only owned in thirteen. 30- percent of leagues. I would take him over all of these running backs. You know, we know Matt Wood, Scotty. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think right now you, you'd probably have to. 15 points in two consecutive games. Yeah. A couple of other running backs I want to get into. We talked about it a little bit earlier on. I think we, it's worth bringing up now again. Corey, can Austin Eckler be a flex for somebody? No, I don't think. I think you asking for it. I think you asking for a royal of trouble if you flex Austin Eckler. Listen, we put another twenty seven on your bench again. You have to take it. You got to eat that because you did that guy is not a starting running back. Period. I mean, I, I might throw him out there in the flex if, I, if, if I had. It's all depends. There's fourteen is on but If I have Carlos Hyde and stuff like that, there's a chance he's going to catch some passes. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know if Melvin Gordon is one hundred percent. And if he's going to get some reps or if he's earned some touches, do I want to play him? No. But, I mean, Buffalo's been getting shredded, so. It's interesting, you know, when you bring up the the point that maybe he's not healthy. There was recently the toe, et cetera. Uh, but, you know, like you also talk about, Matt, when you feel like somebody, when a player seems to feel like a guy's coming for his job, he can bounce back. And I feel Gordon is uh, – a good enough player where he might, you know, use this as motivation. Football is a game where emotion and can really fuel you. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Gordon has a really, really good game. But if Philip Rivers isn't playing, that really complicates things. Absolutely. Oh, I'm definitely playing Gordon. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying if if you need, if he he could be a flex option, and if he gets you double digit points, that's. You're happy with that? Sure. I mean, if you can get those the points from Austin Eckler, um, you'll absolutely take it. So, you, so Scott, it sounds like you're, you're. Are you buying back in that Melvin Gordon like bounces back from what we just saw? I would. Uh, I would have a lot of confidence in that. Okay. And uh, if Rivers is able to play, you know he's he's strictly the goal line runner. And the fact that Eckler fumbled late in that game against Jacksonville doesn't help his case. No, it doesn't. Because then they went back to Gordon. Yeah, they had to go back to Gordon there yeah. uh, after that. Um, all right, so that's the Austin Eckler conversation. I got to go back to your guy again, Scotty, and that's Samaj Pirine. It looks oh, like your Rob, boy. Rob Kelly is hurt again. Chris Thompson is obviously the, the running back you want to own in Washington, but can he get behind Samaj Pirine? Maybe as a flex. You know, maybe this could be a Joe Mixon kind of thing because, you know, we saw him last time he started, you know, catch a touchdown pass, et cetera. They used him near the goal line. So uh, I could see it being a Mixon thing where he gives you eight to 10 points in a PPR. So, how, would you rather have him or Jamal Williams? Mm, I I would probably rather go with P. Ryan. To me, neither one of them has a lot of upside. Okay. I think P. Ryan is a little bit more versatile and plays in a better offense. Would you rather have Samaj P. Ryan or Rod Smith? Mm. Uh, you know, Smith's part of a timeshare, but I'm probably going to go Rod Smith. I think I, I think he's be probably more volume as a pass catcher than P. Ryan. I think the question is, would you rather have P. Ryan or Joe Mixon? Because you keep comparing them to. So, who would you rather have? I'd probably rather have P. Ryan uh, because P. 
because I, I think that's a All better offense. <laughs> yeah. Scott's not, he's not leaving Pirai. No, you're not. I don't like either one of them that much. He loves no, you love Pirai. Pirai. I don't love him. I said I like him better than Joe Mixon. That doesn't mean I love him. But Joe Mixon is at least scoring touchdowns. Joe you Mixon know what? Getting him the, you, you know how much I like him better? Than, you, you asked me for prediction. To me, they're going to be the same, pretty much. But I think it's really interesting you say that because at least Joe Mixon, as much as he has struggled uh, with the yards, he scored touchdowns now in back-to-back games. The other game besides that, I believe he had like 97 yards receiving. So over the last couple of weeks, he's gotten double-digit points relatively consistently, even though he hasn't exactly looked good doing it. But they haven't used him enough. They'll give him like nine carries. Sure. Uh, And they're both going to be goal line runners, I think. They uh, Theoretically, yes. Uh, To me, it's like a push. You know, but if I had to take one, I'll take the guy in the better offense. I don't think Scott's far off with this analysis. He says, I'll take the guy in the better offense, try to get the touchdowns there. I don't think there's anything wrong with that from the King. You're listening to Fantasy Football Rewind. I'll take a quick break right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to DailyRoto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicada. I'm uh, multitasking. Do you, uh, does anyone single task anymore? The world has become a world full of multitaskers. You either multitask or you get left behind in today's generation, right? There's no other way to look about it. How about Devonta Freeman? What are we going to do with this guy? I got this guy on a team, man, killing me. And that the news doesn't look good. But let's go to the Roto experts, see what they would do. With Devonta Freeman. Do you need the roster spot? Do you need to make something happen? Here are the men. Hello, YouTube. What? Lord. Two very Lord. Early on. <laughs> so I almost did one, but you, Thank you saved you. me. Yeah. <laughs> What's the deal? What are, you, what are you? Nothing. I'm just YouTube people. Hello. This is this is Corey. He's yes. Retur- he's returned from it. From I'm a, back. From his one Return day of the from, executive. I'm, I, I'm I'm here. That's it. Let's go. One day sabbatical. That's Scott here on TV now. You can all right. You can, <laughs> you can do your signs here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at me. 
I'm washed up. <laughs> <laughs> what does that make you when you lost to me? Uh, go ahead, Scott. You got it. That's Wall Street, yeah. Matt Modica. By the way, in that league in GST, we're trying, we're trying to make a run hard, man. We lost, uh, I think, to, to Sven, maybe, by like a point yesterday. Kenny and Drake needed one more point. Like a catch for one yard or something like that. It was brutal. Me and, uh, me and Danny fell uh, .8. From getting our, I, I have the most points fifth? for and the most points against. Yeah, we put it's up crazy. We put up a lot of points last yeah. night, but whatever. Um, let's talk about Devontae Freeman, gentlemen, because that's what the people here are here to see and here to try to figure out. Devontae Freeman is going to cost for the second time uh, this year, at least. The first one comes obviously in the summer, back in August. We talked to Doctor Ray about it yesterday. We talked to to him about it this past summer, and he was very, very concerned with Devontae Freeman's health and said, listen, he's going to get concussed again. It's only a matter of time. And when he does again, it's going to be a lot longer that he's out than the first time. Immediately yesterday, Adam Schefter basically came out and said, hey, he's not going to play next Monday night, or he's extremely unlikely to play, I believe was the tweet. He followed that tweet up saying, hey, Devontae Freeman may be out multiple weeks with this concussion. Dan Quinn has his press conference about an hour or so later, and he said, listen, we have not ruled out Devontae Freeman for next week quite yet. What is your impression of that? I think that? that's coach speak. Uh, I, I mean, Dr. Ray gave us the lowdown uh, in, in the preseason mentioning the concussion. And when you, heard, when you saw the Tommy Davis tweet pretty much saying it happened the week before, yeah. I got to think this is multiple weeks. It's, you know, he just signed a big contract. I I know this is a guy that wants to be on the field and stuff, but I, I think they're going to play it smart here. And I think Kevin Coleman, if he's healthy enough, he's going to get the lion's share of this. I'm not really buying the ward. He, he, was, he was banged up just more than a concussion yeah. even before this happened. So... This guy needs to rest. You know, he's not going to play on Monday Night Football next week. And Dr. A, you know, like to, to Matt's point, for those of you who didn't hear it in the summer, said that this guy already had enough concussions that if he take, took another hit and it's very dangerous for a running back, you know, lower your head, bang, even though it didn't happen that way, but that's the way it could happen, could miss several weeks. And just for, for, more, for other insight, he also said this about Jay Ajayi. As well, and Melvin J- Gordon. Yes, and and Melvin Gordon and Ajayi uh, was Ajayi. Uh, you know, you have the knees in the back of your mind. It's something just to keep in mind. It it shouldn't totally scare you off. But also, when you look forward to next season and you're thinking of drafting these guys, when I was all over Demarco Murray in the summer until Doctor A told me about the hamstring. Look, everybody gets injured in this sport, but when you hear for sure that a guy could be a risk. You know, it makes me drop him a few spots in my rankings. And when I come into a close call with him and another player, I think you have to heed these things seriously. I think so, too. I, you know, I, I, and I remember Matt and I really having a discussion when it came to Devontae Freeman, who, as I said multiple, multiple times, he was my third-ranked running back on the year uh, with Ezekiel Elliott being the question mark. And ultimately, uh, Dr. Ray did not scare me away. I didn't shy away. And, and Matt and I talked about it. I was like, whatever. You know, I'm going to do my thing. And, and if it gets concussed, anybody can get concussed. But it, it was only a matter of when, seemingly, when he came to Devontae Freeman. Corey, you were in the box with Dr. Ray while this happened. I was, when, in, the, I was in the stands when this okay. happened. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you could see right away, going to the sideline, knew immediately that he was going to go to the protocol, heard he wasn't going to come back. They hadn't said that he had that head injury. So that's what I saw from television. Now, what I will say is this. 
I was talking with somebody close to this, with knowledge of the situation on Sunday night. And Devontae Freeman should probably be put on the IR. Yeah. More than likely. This is his third concussion. He had a concussion towards the end of last year also. This is like his third concussion in 14 months. He should either be put on the IR or miss like a, a, a few weeks. The thing about it is he's not going to. He's going to go and play. He may miss this week. He may miss two games at the most. He probably should miss the rest of the season. But he will not miss no more than two games. They will physically have to carry that man off the football field. He does not want to let the Atlanta Falcons down because they gave him an opportunity. And he is going to be on the field. Yeah, exactly. And he is going to be on the field just because of that. It doesn't, I hate to say it this way, it doesn't make a difference. If he can run, he's going to be on the football field. His brain is not of importance. Not, not to say it like that, but that's how he carries it. The one thing I say is if they can give him, say they give him these three weeks, even if they give him a month, those last four games are all versus uh, di- division rivals, or less four or five games. So you give him like the three weeks off, he can come back from this. I think that's the way they got to go. And, and, and I think what Dan Quinn's saying, it's just he's just giving coach because he doesn't want to play the handout on a, on a Monday or whatever, you know, stuff like that. So From a fantasy perspective, though, you're a Devontae Freeman owner. I'd sell. <laughs> you're, you're, you're selling, you're <laughs> yeah. selling hard. I'm sorry. Corey, you're the one that just said, listen, he's going to come back in two or three weeks. He may not be, you know, maybe he shouldn't. He probably shouldn't. But in two or three weeks, he's going to come back. You're, are you, would you buy a Devontae Freeman right now? I'm not, I'm not buying the player right now. I just, uh, you know, just the offense still don't look right. Yeah. They had a, you know, they had a, a, a good win. They had a big matchup coming up. The offense still doesn't look right, though. So I would not be buying any pieces on this offense. As crazy as it may sound, that. Last week I was saying sell towards Tevin Coleman. Now it's buy Tevin Coleman. I think it depends on the context of your record, what side you're on. If well, I, if well, it, well it's not Scott. I'll, yeah. give, I'll give you the example from from my league. And you okay, can go ahead. On that, right? So a guy that is seven and three in the league uh, had has a wealth of wide receivers. Traded away uh, Stephon Diggs and traded away Rex Burkhead, a guy we, we talk a lot about on the show. Two guys we talk a lot about on the show for Devontae Freeman and for Devin Funches. I, seven well, and three. He's seven and three. I think he's looking ahead. Yeah, uh, oh, for sure. Yeah, he, he, he's obviously looking ahead. Uh, he, he gave up a little much, but he got Funches back. Yeah. So, you know, the, take, take the digs hit. I'm fine with it. Okay. I'm actually, actually, I'm fine with it because, like I was saying, you know, it depends on the context right now. Yep. If, you know, I, I have a team where I'm eight and two right now. Yep. And I can get him as my RB2 and I don't have to give up a lot. Maybe I give up a wide receiver two or even a wide receiver three. You know, I will go ahead and do it. If I'm on the selling side, I, you know, especially if I'm trying to be if I'm like five and five or even four and six, yep. or even six and four, you know, within that range, I'm going to have to accept that what I get is lesser. But, hey, if straight up, you know, if I have to make the playoffs and you're going to say Freeman for Funches, you know, I'm going to take it. But after last night, you know, maybe that that's less possible. You know, you say Freeman for Devontae Parker, you know, I'm going to have to strongly even consider that. Even if I'm that. Sitting, sitting eight and two or whatever it may be. I, and I, I'm a big Devin, uh, I'm a big Devonta Freeman fan. This injury scares the crap out of me. So I kind of agree. So I'm more on your side of this, Matt, because I and I had the same reaction Corey did. Ultimately, that you see, this is now his third concussion in 14 months or so, and I'm like, I felt like there was a chance. 
that it was so with Luke Keekley last year that they just put him on IR and let and let and let him get healthy. If I was seven and three, eight and two, nine and one or whatever, it's like I get trying to get better, you're getting Devontae Freeman for the stretch run. I, I understand the concept. But it's like you are just putting a major risk on yourself. Like this isn't like a, a, a dude like even let's say Greg Olson where all right, he's coming back in two weeks. And I know that I can take the hit with a bye this week. Even take the hit a week later, like maybe he won't come back, maybe he'll have an extra week off with that foot injury, maybe he won't be hundred percent. I get it. I know he's coming back from that bad foot. But when it comes to that brain and concussion, and there is clearly no timetable, if I'm sitting pretty, do I really want to take that risk for a guy that, let's be realistic, hasn't scored a touchdown in five weeks, that has been an offense that is struggling, that has not been able to have no both running backs be successful? I don't know if that's the guy I'm willing to take the risk on. Now, here's the thing. You guys make excellent points about that because... You know, you're not looking that long term anymore. Now we're getting into week 11, and you're talking three weeks away. You can make that trade, and by week 14, he might not be back. Right. He might not be back for week 15. Right. So that's a very good insight. By the same token, though, you look at the injuries, you're saying he hadn't scored in all those weeks. He was banged up with other injuries. So if he is able to come back, I don't think you worry about the rest of his health. Then, and they're not going to clear before he's ready. But yes, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real dart throw because they're not going to get this guy back from a concussion after his third one before he's ready. He's not coming back before he's cleared. You can't say that because the player, the player, the player, the player wants to play this week. The player, the player, the player will play tomorrow. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, but he, no, if no, he no, don't no. get cleared, he Scott, ain't coming they, back. Russell Wilson just went in the concussion tent and came right out and was laughing. These players are not that taking this concussion. To do with a long they're, not taking it, they're not taking it serious. Don't make it seven long term or not. He can't it's, say when he's coming back. He's got to get cleared. He did, your boy didn't get cleared That has the other nothing night. to do with that. That's within a 30 no. second. That's within a 30 second window. Are they taking it serious? That's the point I'm trying to make. He can't clear himself. Same with Jacoby Brissett, by the Your way. Your man walked right out the door with no problem. That has nothing to do with it. This guy is out. The king was doing so good. Then he became a homer again. The players dictate when they get on the field. Thinking the NFL, it's all just pretending to care. Stay tuned to the final conclusion of Fantasy Football Rewind. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome products.
That's it for Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicada. We'll be back with tomorrow, Monday through Friday, 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern. It's Tony Cicada, Fantasy Football Rewind. I'm about to sneeze, man. I got to sneeze. I got to get out of here because I'm going to sneeze. I'm allergic to Fantasy Football Rewind. See ya.